The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. You're welcome back to The Hard Shoulder. Kieran Cuddy with you until seven o'clock, and it's time for this. Winners and sinners on the hard shoulder. Yes, that's right. Keith Walsh is with me. He's the writer and broadcaster and presenter of Weekend Breakfast on Today FM, Alison Curtis. Um, listen, before we get into our winners and sinners, there's really only one talking point today, and I suspect over the coming days, and it's what was happening um, in Dublin last night. Uh, Alison, were you, like everybody else, kind of just YouTube. kind of glued to the updates yeah. as they came in? Yeah, Just kind of in a state of shock of going, this is happening literally within two kilometers of our house. Like, it's it's crazy. And, of course, you're, you're fearful of how fast they organized off the back of the serious event that had happened that afternoon. And then with there's a connection, like a lot of people, with the kids in the school, knew some kids in our school. And it just felt very here and very with mm. us. And I was getting texts from friends in Canada and family in Canada because it obviously made global news as well. And you, you do go, God, it's here. What? Like, this is terrifying. And so nonsensical and just, it's, yeah. it's, it's it's horrific. It's just horrific. Yeah, it really struck me when I had to call my daughter because she's in college in DCU and I was like, where are you? You know, and she didn't answer. And, and then she texted back and said, I, well, I'm in the cinema. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh my God, like obviously thinking mm. Arnell Street Cinema or whatever. She said, I'm in Dundrum. I was like, okay, good. There's no writing over there yet. Um, but seriously, it's like, it was kind of a perfect storm in that we've, we have now a society where some people are forgotten about and they're on the margins and um, they're kind of, there's people coming in here as refugees away from war-torn areas looking for, obviously, refuge. And these people are going at each other because the structures aren't there, the support isn't there. There's people arriving into school with not enough food, with, you know, what God knows what they've witnessed the night before, God knows where they're living, God knows mm. what it is. And, you know, being met with like, okay, here's the curriculum, let's do this, rather than, well, let's see what these children are suffering from. And we really need to look at, this is this is mental health, this is badly damaged mental health in action uh, from all sides. Um, and also it's this capitalist, this, and I'm not like, I'm not anti-capitalist, but this race, it's like it starts with the points race. Now it's the money race. Everything is about getting business in, getting money, uh, budgets. People are obsessed with the budget, people are obsessed with money. And we've left people behind. Mm -hmm. And like and it or not. this idea of mm. some people are getting more than me and I deserve more than this instead of a it, kind of more It allows situation. certain elements, we could call them right-wing elements, to point the finger and say they're the, per they're the people, they're taking your houses, they're taking your money, they're doing this, they're the problem, they're, they're the problem. And it creates that, that problem. And we really need to, we, I think we tried to ignore it as a country and we thought, oh, they're just, there's not that many of them, they'll go away. Yeah. And that's what that's what happened, you know. Uh, we we sort of as a, as a society have created this, and we really need to look at how we're treating everybody in this country. Um, and I, I've heard, I had to leave a couple of WhatsApp groups yesterday myself really? because there was conversations about well, if they weren't putting six men in a room, blah blah blah, and you know all sorts. And I I, was, I just left it because I didn't want to get into it. But none of these people were concerned about how many people were living in a room in, in a block of flats in Dublin. None of them were concerned about how many Irish people were homeless, but suddenly it's really important that these men are housed well and have rooms to themselves and don't live too closely to it's it's bizarre how how we're how we're thinking. And it is easy at the moment to turn 
Irish people where we're at yeah. um, against those people who are coming from different countries. But a country that has such a long history of people needing to leave and have to settle yeah. in other parts of the world and be accepted in other parts of the world. I thought reporting was interesting last night and that they were very clear on a few things in saying that the individual who caused the harm is an Irish citizen. So yeah. they kept repeating that and kept repeating that the person that came to the scene was originally from Brazil that really kind of knocked him off his feet. So I thought that reporting was interesting. Yeah, totally. And the yeah. people that will that will tend to anybody who gets injured last night, got injured last night, gets injured, if it happens again, will be mostly from different countries. So it doesn't make sense. The far right showed their true colours last night and I hope the people of Ireland took note. Um, you know, it kind of sounds trite because it, it's it, it's almost kind of cliche level, but it's almost the depressing, most depressing thing about it. We're just like lots of other countries, really, aren't we? Yeah. You know, like it's happened so many in so many other places, and you look at it and think, look at that happening over there, mm. and it's not that's happening why I think here. It's so shocking. And now, last it, night. now it just is happening here. Yeah. And it's that's just like all these people for all those reasons you mentioned, Keith. There's kind of legitimate anger and disenfranchisement. And then there's these people who say, oh, let's amplify that. Yeah. And instead of directing it where it should be directed, let's direct it over here instead at these people. And like they, these guys are, are, are organized. How was it that so many people were suddenly attending a protest outside a hostel with placards so quickly exactly. after the incident? Yeah. You know, that's, that's organization. Yeah, And a friend of mine uh, whose husband is from um, a part in Africa, they got a barrage of messages last night from their community saying, stay indoors. Mm. Like, and, and her children are obviously a visible minority in Ireland as well. And she's like, do I take them to school? It was stomach turning reading these messages last night in our group. Yeah. Would you feel safer if there was more guard? That's also the conversation then. The, gu- the guard response. And I, like you see, Karen, you said that like you're like, I'm allowed to well, bring this up. Well, well I just I, as as the yeah. as the day goes on, I think it's the natural reaction. Yeah. And then you see like and and there's talk of you know why don't they have water cannon? And like, there's a good argument when people are cold and wet, they tend to go home. You know, it's why protests don't happen in the rain. So there's an yeah. argument for it. The guards don't have one. They borrow one off the PSNI when they need one, which is kind of embarrassing. Take a while to get down. Uh, it would take a while Where to get down. Um, and I like. I hate militarized police forces like you see in parts of the States. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where like they get all these old That's vehicles terrifying. that come back from Afghanistan and Iraq and just local police departments buy them. Yeah. And it's mad. And at the same time, most European capital cities have a much more robust police presence. But I think that in itself is kind of upsetting to think, yeah. like, like you've just said a second ago, are we getting to that stage where that's going to be a regular requirement? Well, I'm. I happily go to Barcelona. I happily go to Amsterdam, and there's like there's Marantz's parked up, and they're they're there all the time. And it's. The same. I was in Nice before, and there's just yeah. there's just p- police presence. It doesn't bother me. It makes yeah. me feel safe. And I'm not like one for like. I don't want us to, to be that kind of country, but I, I don't think we will be. But it's yeah. I think why not? And, and I think I think you can do it without turning into some kind of Canada. judge dread police state. Well, yeah, exactly. Canada. There's visible police presence, Mountains. presence, and exactly. And it's not like Friendly horses south of uh, uh, of the border. And sorry, it's not that long ago, uh, Alison. You weren't here for this, but Keith, when the Cash was getting delivered to the bank. Yeah. Who who was with them when we were kids? The army, the army. with guns mm. on the main street yeah. because they were worried about the provost turning right. up and trying to rob them. But like again, nobody was worried about us turning into a kind of a militarized police state. It was just seen as point. well, this is kind of necessary. You know, there's just a threat that exists at the moment. 
the army need to surround these guys when they've got cash. Mm. It, we need community work with, with, between the Gardaí and people and it needs to be Gardaí for the protection of the people and obviously so. Yeah, yeah, well, that's the other thing, yeah. You, you don't want resources... Uh, you need extra resources for the guards to do all these things, yeah. and then the community work that is actually the it's backbone. Kind of, yeah. And the some guard. of the best guards work. Yeah, community. is community work yeah. and community outreach stuff. Anyway, listen, um, it is uh, the nature of the beast. Everybody uh, talking about it um, uh, at the moment. Those conversations, I'm sure, will continue. Uh, we are going to be picking our winners and sinners uh, after we get the news headlines. Here's Bernie. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Alison Curtis, they're your winners of the week, Girls Aloud. Yes. Now, I'm not going to claim to be the biggest Girls Aloud fan okay. on the planet. Second but what biggest. I think, maybe <laughs> further back, but I, I think it's just a really lovely story because of the tragedy that they suffered as a band. Um, Sarah Harding passed away at the age of 39, which is shocking. And actually, even more so, it was 2021. And you feel like someone, like at this stage, it was breast cancer. We're like, did we not... That's not happening still, no. is it? But yeah, you, yeah. It, it is. And obviously as a unit, as a band, they were really close. They started in 2002. They traveled the world together. You're going to be close. And they needed as the remaining four members as themselves time to kind of get over this. And now they've decided to come back. And, you know, cynics could be there too and kind of going, look, everybody wants to reform, make money, build houses, blah, blah, mm. blah. But they've taken their time and they're coming back and they're not releasing any new music around it. What they're doing is they're playing their classics and they've dedicated the whole tour to Sarah. And it's going to be in her memory and they have obviously going to incorporate her in some way, shape or form into the live gigs as well. And they're in three arena on the 18th of next year in May and Belfast on the 20th. And I, I just know there's going to be a great buzz around it. You're going to go? Hmm. Yes, if I get free tickets. Oh, shameless. <laughs> oh, shameless. It's out there now. Absolutely it's, it's, shameless. Favorite song? Sound of the, the Underground. Promise. The Promise is one of the oh. greatest singles written in the last 25 years. Oh, wow. Easily. I would say it That's is. A it's big a stunning. Name. It's a perfect pop record. Yeah. 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 Oh, they did yeah. make, uh, whoever wrote them, they did make perfect pop songs. Yeah. Like every song was, but they, was, was a banger, them, as the kids say. Huh? Exactly. And you forget how many hits they had, but all of them as vocalists were contributing. Yeah. It wasn't, they did, there wasn't a posh in that group. You know what I mean? Like, they all. It wasn't just one dancer. And finally, Nadine is old enough to go on tour. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's great, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> she checked her passport. Yeah. Her passport. I think from the retro feeling and the kind of like, they had such a huge following. Yeah. I think all of that will be positive. And it, because they're going to be looking at Sarah, and who knows, they could be bringing in, you know, talk about preventative. They, it could actually go in a whole other direction for people. Bit of awareness for yeah, people. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, to highlight yeah. it. And I think, look, when people are cynical about these things, Musicians, that's their job, to be musicians. That's how they earn money. So, exactly, you know, they yeah. have to earn money. Yeah. So, good luck to them. So, they're my winners. Keith, who's your winner of the week? Well, uh, I'm going to give a shout out to men, of course, because we don't. there's not enough men nope. shouting out about men, is there? <laughs> I and, think there is. I <laughs> don't think there's enough men talking about men. It was International uh, Men's Day at the weekend, and I just would like to mention the men who are just quietly going about their business, uh, being... Being, being amazing. No, trying incredible. to be, trying to co-parent, trying to co-housekeep um, and trying to be that person they feel like they should be, unlike maybe their father and are struggling because possibly suffering a bit of shell shock 
from the reality of being a full-time dad. Were you or, shell-shocked at the start? Uh, I think it took me about two years to so That's a long shell-shock. Yeah. I mean, I spent a lot, an awful lot of time with my daughter, but I also kind of, I was still living the life, you know? Um, so it took me about two years to kind of go, hang on a second, I'm either in or I'm out. It's like, it can't be 50, it can't That's be like, pretty oh. pretty honest. Yeah, I, I just, I had to. Whereas had women to, are like, it's no choice. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, well, exactly. But at the time I, I worked a, diff, a job where I was at home more than my wife. But psychologically I thought, oh, I'm still young. I'm still, I can still go out with my friends and be a dad. And mm. maybe I couldn't. So I had to sit myself down and have a good old stern talk to myself and say, look, I'm 100% in here with this dad stuff and the rest can take I, I think other things sometimes were taking precedence and they shouldn't have been. So, yeah, uh, mm. but 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 I, I'm glad I made that decision and it was the best thing I ever did. And did you, what forced the decision? Was it that the day after those nights out with your pals that you were just kind of dysfunctional? Yeah, because you'd be tired and, you know, yeah. like... Ratty. It, I, I want to say thanks to Anna, who's 21 now. and uh, she She's 21? Lo- yeah. Wow. Yeah. She watched a lot of Soccer AM. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like in the bed, kind of going, "Oh, we get up in a minute. Don't worry, we'll, we'll turn on soccer AM there." So, uh, no, we had a good time. Sometimes we you know, version of that now is, "Do you want to watch some Instagram reels?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's the there's, phone. there's my phone. We may, and then you kind of vaguely hear out of your ear this really like inappropriate content. Go, 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 flick past that one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I kind of just I did it, but uh, you know, was I fully present? Do you know what I mean? So I think it was just a decision to be more present. And to, you know, work on the dad side of things, you know. You don't have to give up your whole identity at all. No, absolutely not. But just that it, that was the priority then. Because other things may have been the priority. Work may have been the priority. Do you know what I mean? So it, it's just a decision I made. Anyway, I just wanted to say to the men, it's going to be okay. They do get older and they can do things for themselves. And you are probably shocked at the moment. Mm. And both of you are shocked. And don't don't go at each other, Okay. Alison, you spent the first two years going out in the beer as well every yeah, weekend. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. was that? Yeah, great. When did you make the decision? Actually, now it's more difficult. Yeah, when when did you decide to commit to motherhood? Mm. <laughs> exactly. Do you know what? Here's something interesting, though, when you're International Men's Day and talking about fathers and men in their role if they decide to become fathers. I had a great example growing up, and I do think that based on my conversations with people my age here in Ireland, it, I wouldn't have been, or my situation would not have been common. So, like, my dad was very much the division of labor in the house was very much a partnership between him and mom. Mom definitely did more of the cooking. Unfortunately, it was that horrible 80s cooking, but anyway. Um, and he did the bulk of looking after us on the weekends. Like, he took us shopping to give my sister and I breaks from each other. We'd go to a hardware store. That was his place. All this stuff. <laughs> he had the conversation about my period, all of that stuff. Like, so he was different. So I think when I got older, that was the base. Like, that was the norm okay. for me. Yeah. So I would say my family has definitely replicated that. But just on one thing about the giving men sort of going this conversation is like vocabulary around isn't he great he's helping out isn't he great he's doing this are you guys getting the pats on the, your back for the things that we just do anyway yeah totally I think for your your son's older do you have a son yeah I don't know your is it a girl and a boy uh, yeah uh, yes. boy is nine yeah girl is seven so the conversations around those guys now if you start from the base going if you don't say men are helping out just we don't say that yeah we're not babysitting still, it's still the assumption that it's primarily a woman's job yes. then. So change that whole conversation. Alison, yeah. I don't want to sound like I'm kind of the woke or ratty, but like, 
it it actually does annoy me when I hear a new father being interviewed on the radio and they're asked, well, are you changing the nappies? Yeah. 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 Of course yeah. they're changing the nappies. However, and then some cop will go, Jesus, not yet. <laughs> and I can't, I oh God. I friends who did. Oh God. And I was shocked when really? I found out. I was like, you know one of them, I think. And I was like, You're, why are they, like, just on baby, one baby? And then they're like, okay, and this, this is part of the gig. So we need to change that whole thing and just go, look at, don't congratulate them for doing things that we do anyway. Mm. If that makes sense. Our winners of the week. I think <laughs> kind of we've just decided. <laughs> slightly, <laughs> slightly sinners. I think, I think we're allowing... F- <laughs> now I'm talking. <laughs> we're allowing Alison to have the last word. You know what I mean? Yeah. Explain Which me. Is hard. <laughs> yeah. Are you explaining me? Yeah, no, I was just... Do you know what? That was nice of us to allow Alison to Yeah, I think yeah. it's fair. No, no, I Every now and then. We're very fair. Yeah. We let her... Put yourselves on we, the back. We give her a few minutes. It's nice <laughs> of us. We it's talk nice about what she said and sort of... We'll talk about it all. Uh, Alison, um, beyond me and Keith, who are your sinners of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Black Friday. Oh, right. I actually heard Jess Kelly talking about this with Pat yeah? Um It's now not like the day. Like, so it started... I think it was around the 1951, 52 or whatever in America, like Thanksgiving. Is it that old? Yes. Oh, wow, yeah. okay. So it's the Thanksgiving and it's like the paycheck and the last big paycheck before Christmas and blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. But it's now like this week-long thing. But The Guardian did an article not that long ago that I thought was really interesting where they did, they looked at about 208 products on various big online sellers. We won't name anybody. And only 1% was actually of better value on on Black Friday than anything else. So every other product ended up within the six-month period being cheaper than they were on Black Friday. So I just think it puts so much pressure on people. And you think of this chaos in shops and people shoving people over stateside or whatever. And because it's an American thing mm-hmm. as well, like, it, it just all of it, I'm just like, oh, it's just too much. And then in the last few years, mm-hmm. small independent businesses in Ireland have decided to call it Green Friday. Yeah. And you're buying for But that still puts pressure on really small businesses who perhaps, perhaps don't have the wiggle room to put such a, Markdown on their products. It's just bad. Yeah, it's, it's, it was interesting because I was talking to my wife last night and she has a shop and she said, she said, oh, to, I'm doing a reel. It's been taking me ages. I said, what are you doing? Oh, I have to do 10% off tomorrow. And I was like, why? She's like, oh, Black Friday or Green Friday or whatever. And I said, well, you know what? pressure. She said, no, every, it's just, it's a thing that's taken over now. We have to do it. We don't really necessarily want to, but we're, we're, we're doing it. And in fairness, I rang her today and she said, oh, it's very busy. I can't talk. That's good. So that's good. it may have worked. Uh, or it may just have been a normal Friday. Who knows? I, 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 I'm allergic to those kind of things. And I'm not a... Do you remember Stephen's Day? Brown Thomas kind of... Uh, people would go into town. Was it Stephen's Day? The, the sale started at nine o'clock. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, People was, would yeah. go in and queue up. And I'd be like, what about Christmas? Uh, next, in particular. People used to queue up at the next. Apparently, that was a big... What's I guess that? before you could just get it all online, there'd people be, would... There'd be one sofa was for a fiver. And someone, <laughs> someone would beat someone up for that. And that'll be it then. Everything else would be massive XXL line jumpers down yeah. 10%. It's like just no depressing, actually. It's just, so it's definitely my sinner. It's just yeah. Actually, that, that maybe uh, the real winners then on Black Friday or those sales days are people who are extra small or double XL. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> when know, else do they get those sizes yeah, just on the shelf? Yeah, on uh, that right, knockdown right out front, knockdown prices. It's, well, they're the, real, they're the real winners today. Never mind your Black Friday sinner. There is a shop in Athlone. I think it might be closed down now, but it was called The Forgotten Lady. 
What? what? It was a shop called The Forgotten Lady. Tell us what it sold. Because it sold over like bigger clothing. The Forgotten Lady. That's not a great name. No, it's a terrible <laughs> That's a terrible yes. name. Yes, isn't it? They thought they were doing something good. They weren't. <laughs> they weren't. The Forgotten Lady. <laughs> oh my God. Like lanky for the man, like la- the lanky man. <laughs> yeah, The Forgotten Lady's worse. Yeah. <laughs> Clown <way> shoes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, right, so Black Friday is your Sinner of the Week. Keith, your Sinner of the Week. My Sinner of the Week, it's not Stephen Kenny per se, because, you know, Stephen did his thing. He had his chance. It was his dream job. Um, and, you know, he tried to do it the way he wanted to do it. He's a football fan and he wants teams to play football. And you kind of have to go, eh, fair enough. Okay. Possibly he didn't have the players to do it, but he tried. Um, it's not that it's the end of his uh, his managerial tenure. Is that the right word? So now it's over. Now we have the media banging on about who will replace them. Oh, that bloody media. The bloody media. Media. It's the radio (laughs) people on the radio. But now we have to, now we have to, we have the, like already there's odds on who will take over. And yeah, I don't, understandably. Well, it's just like, do we have to have this conversation again? None of them. Yeah, he's gone. Of course, you have to have a conversation about who takes over. going to get the job. Sam Allardyce, why do we keep bringing him up? He played, no, for, I, li- yeah. he played for Limerick once. Yeah, so he has a deep and abiding connection with this country. <laughs> but he also drinks wine out of pint glasses. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but I just, you know, it's, it was like kind of Terry Venables for a long time. He was always there in the yeah. pot. Will it be Terry Venables? At one point, then we were talking about Alex Ferguson when he retires, would he take over the Ireland job? Like, there's all these names just kind of come up again and again and again and you're looking at them going I don't want any of them take I want like Who would you like? I just like somebody and maybe Lee Carsley right but I want somebody who is going to work with young people I think forget about the, the senior team Would Roy never do it? I don't think he'd be the right man for the job I think he's a really good pundit I don't think he's a great manager yeah. because he kind of manages with his emotions in a way do you know what yeah, I mean? That's he a nice gets, way of putting it <laughs> Yeah yeah he kind of lo- like you and players these days are a little bit different and they are more in touch with their feelings and they are more aware of their rights and all that kind of stuff and you can't yeah. be toxic and all that kind of stuff I don't think he'd uh, do well uh, with if you arrived into the dressing room and two lads were making a TikTok I think he would actually <laughs> like think so like, you said he'd kick the phone right yeah. over their hand <laughs> yeah. I think you know Keith and Alison are going to stay with me we'll be back in a moment The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. You're welcome back to The Hard Shoulder. Kieran Cudahy with you until 7 o'clock and you know what time it is. It's the last bit of the show. Ignition sequence start. This is the last bit of the show. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Yes, it is the last bit of the show but before we get to it, Alison, what's on your show? Again. We're doing, speaking of all things not Black Friday, Green Friday, we're doing an Irish buying guide both days, Saturday and Sunday, and we're going to feature um, only Irish brands. Oh, nice. nice yeah. Okay, nice time of year for us. Um, you're finally gotten on the slow horses train. Oh my God. Have you watched it? No, not okay. on it. No, I, and, and okay. actually, I, I, when I heard you were talking about it, I was like, brilliant, because I recommend it by too many people now. Oh, you know when so, that happens? So yeah. good. So it's Apple TV. Never live up to so it. So a lot of people, I got the Apple TV subscription for the morning show and then didn't go back to it. So it's been there for two years and they've just commissioned, starting to film season three and they've said they're going to do season four. So I finished season one in mm-hmm. about four nights and it is 
unbelievably brilliant. Really? It's just so good. It's Gary Oldman. It's just incredible. And you think like you've seen that kind of, you know, rugged, rough, rude, drinking cop guy before, but he does it differently. So he's really good. Uh, Kirsten Scott Thomas, there's only two huge names in it, really. Um, although that's what I say. Other people probably recognize the actress as well. And I just got addicted to the point. Like, it was the first time in a while where I've been like, let's wrap up this evening with, like, homework and dinner and dishes quick, and stuff. Quick, quick. I want to sit down and mm. watch this. And it's so good. And it's tense. And it's a thriller. And it's pretty good social commentary as well. Yeah. And it's so good. So we started season two just last night. And it's equally as brilliant already. So it's just good. Okay, yeah. This, this you know, making, this is making mm. even more sassy. Yeah, I definitely can't it. watch it. it took, Why? Too many people have recommended it. Oh, is that what you're saying? Yeah, so too many you know when do. too many people, like and you, don't, and you don't watch it quickly <laughs> enough, and then it, it just, yeah, a critical mass recommends it, and you're like, okay, it's well, never going to live up to it now. People had recommended it to me when season one was out, and I kind of mm. was like, yeah, 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 because I was annoyed at Apple TV that morning show turned out to be so crap. Um, but it, it really good. did, didn't it? Oh, it, you know, it was terrible. Did you watch For All Mankind? No. no. Oh, that's on Apple TV. That's great. So if someone else says that to me, I'm not going to watch it. Oh, you can't. <laughs> Quick, go home and watch it. Before just, anyone just watch for all mankind. It. Watch. <laughs> Honestly, just watch uh, it. Just watch it. You will enjoy it. Okay. You, you judge a book by its cover. Yeah. I often judge the... Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, the, totally. The, uh, what, what it is by how it looks and how the cover yeah. is or what, you know, Gary But Oldman. are you one of those people as well? Like, this is, I was reading a joke about this. I'm like, I am that person. You can't really enjoy the first episode because you're like, I got to do a deep dive on every single person, yeah. actor and character. I was like, Gary Oldman was married five times. Like, yeah. so I started going into Deep there's nothing wrong with judging a book by its cover there's a there's a reason that they spend so much money on their exactly. covers yeah. because no, we all right. do it yeah we all do it yeah you but know sorry the cover thing i just thought you when i remember myself and my friend what we used to do we'd go into like the video shop when it was videos or dvds and we were in college and we'd stand on opposite sides and then we'd pick up a video and we'd turn it over there'd be loads of people and we'd go and we'd go frequent moderate and as it, you know we're just, yeah, yeah. we'd be reading out the nudity recommendation and people would be really uncomfortable and then one of us would get like frequent hardcore yeah get that one you know oh, God. it wasn't and we weren't wasting our we weren't wasting exactly. two pounds on a DVD rental <laughs> wasn't much happening you can't. no there really yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah. watch it anyway slow horses okay slow horses Keith yep. the F-bomb you've got a problem with oh the F-bomb the <laughs> F-bomb or like the phrase, the F-bomb. It's the phrase, the oh. F-bomb. I, like, it, so um, Thomas Pringle in The Doll uh, got in a row with some lad from Kerry. Yeah. One of those lads. And... Uh, and <laughs> Danny. It was, I, was it Danny? It was Danny, yeah. Or uh, we, we'd have a pint or two or three and then we'd drive home and it'd be grand and we'd go to the tractor. <laughs> um, so, so he had a row and then he... Uh, Efton blinded as you do, I suppose, when he when he lost his mind, and uh, he then it was report. I read a report, and it was like such and such uses the f bomb, and that is more offensive to me. But how are they supposed to write it? Like, where? What report were you writing? Or was, reading, it was in the, um, the they, Independent. They can't actually say so, the f word. I just hate the term f bomb. Yeah. I would prefer <laughs> if they wrote f u c k. Yeah. Like, or just I, say F word. When did we start using F bomb? We didn't. F word. Exactly. I remember the oh, first time I heard. Thing. Yes. So fr- that's exactly it. I remember the first time I heard it. It was a friend of mine went to Boston to go to college. And <laughs> we were just, I can't remember in the kind of some conversation. And he said that he was doing kind of work experience somewhere and he was pulled up by like HR for using the F bomb. F bomb. And I remember him telling me the story and it was the first time I'd heard the phrase F bomb. It's, it's and now, now it's in the pages of the Irish Independent. It turns out apparently it came from a baseball player in America who 
you know, who was famous for having for having a rant or something, and that led to the f bomb. But I, I <laughs> now just that's all I'm going to say. I just f word <laughs> is fine. Or could we just get over ourselves and allow a man get angry and use the f word in the doll? It's okay. You know what I mean? It's Joan's at the age now where she mm. says, "Can if the f bomb appears in a song, she's like, can I sing the lyrics?" I'm like, yeah. And then something happened last week and it's hilarious. She's like, am I allowed to swear when I'm telling you this story? And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Worst things can happen. And she actually said it. And I was like, it was so weird hearing it from her little voice. Yeah. Like, and you're like, yeah, that doesn't seem right yet. <laughs> I'm okay with it. The, I'm okay with it. But the, if it's over, if it's too much, I'll, like my son Finn, I'll, I'll pull him up. I said, come on. You're, like, if he you're taking a liberty much. now. If it's too much, you know, yeah. if it's for everything. Like if you're using it in context and you need to say okay. it and you're angry we or you're annoyed. Totally adopted F-bomb and, we, and now I just go, F-bomb you. <laughs> yeah, we should just and start F-bomb saying F-bomb. F-bomb. I yeah. remember when my young lad was very young, um, he, he dropped something and he, he said, oh, F in hell. <laughs> like he was tiny. He was about three. Yeah. I was like, Sam, you can't, you can't say that word. Like you just can't. Say. Now he was obviously just copying. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, one of us had said it. And uh, so he can't say that. Okay, okay. And then uh, he did something. About an hour later, he did something. And he goes, <gasps> and then he didn't say it. And he turned around to me and he goes, Dad, I nearly said in hell. But I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> You've just said it again. You've just said it again. It is funny when kids swear. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, Keith Wodge, writer and broadcaster, Alison Curtis, presenter of Weekend Breakfast on Today FM. Thank you both very much. Off the baller up next. And I will be back on Monday from four. Have a great weekend, folks. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk.